It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? It is your boys, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. For today's show, we got some mailbag questions lined up from you guys, talking about Kristaps Porzingis and when is he going to play, possibly how far the Wizards can go if they make the playoffs, some lineups, and let's talk about KCP a little bit. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your host, Deontay Daniels and Ed Oliver, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards podcast episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I also want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, Ed, let's get right into our mailbag. What is our first question? All right. Thank you guys for putting your questions in. This is from Ben's. On Twitter, B-E-N-Z, his username is A-D underscore 2083, so 2083. He said, what should the starting lineup be the rest of the year? Assuming we shut down Chris Tapps, Przingis down, I would like to see the youngins develop and rock out. So I'd like to see point guard Cassius Winston, shooting guard Corey Kispert, small forward Rui Hachimura, power forward Kuz, and center Gafford. I think the that lineup is is cool. Definitely features the young guys. I don't know if Cassius, I would start him regardless. I probably still would have Ho Neto out there at the one. Definitely interested in seeing Rui start with Kuz because we've seen them play together. I would be interested in seeing that lineup starting. Daniel Gafford. You know, you didn't put Thomas Bryant in there, who's the current starter, who's technically a younger guy, too. But I don't blame you because Daniel Gaffer's the one who signed to the contract, and Thomas Bryant is the free agent after the season, even though he could always come back. I like it. You know, I like it. I think it would showcase a lot of what the Wizards have, young-wise, and let them develop. Interesting. I just looked at it as well. There's no Denny in the lineup. <laughs> I just noticed that. So, and that makes it tough because I just, like, Denny and Rui, that's why Rui has to be on the bench because Kisper's at the two. So I probably would have Rui still on the bench. I probably would just go with Neto, Kisper, Denny, Kuz, and Gafford, and then bring Rui off the bench. Yeah, that's tough, though. You know, that's really tough because I would love for all of those guys to start. I really would. But I think Denny's been doing good off of 
I, I think Denny's been doing good off the bench, but I think Rui's been doing good off the bench. I would start out with Denny starting though in my lineup. So Neto, Kispert, Denny, Rui. I mean not Rui, Kuz and Gafford. Yeah, it is tough. I would have I would have Kuz start because even from the beginning of the year when we had everybody, like, you know, we had all the Lakers guys, we had Trez. And uh, Dinwiddie, I, my starting five that I really wanted to see um, before we knew Rui was going to be out for, um, you know, X amount of games that he was out, I wanted it to be um, I wanted it to be Dinwiddie, Brad, uh, Rui, and Kuz, and then Gaff. That was the starting five that I wanted to start out with. So I still feel the same way. I want I want Rui and Kuz to play together because they're both, you know, 6'9", 6'10". They're both um, pretty athletic and have long wingspans, so they can defend really well. Um, Danny's been coming off the bench and playing really well, like you said. Rui's been playing pretty well off the bench too. Um, Gaff has to start because you know you paid him the extension. Um, Thomas Bryant's on an expiring deal, so you, you just got to see what Gaffer can do. You got to let him play through his mistakes too, um, and let him play through the fouling, whatever mistakes he makes. You just got to let him play. Um, as far as Cassius Winston, I mean, yeah, if you if you shut down KP Porzingis. They basically are developing the young guys like like Ben's is saying. Uh, I just I don't see Cassius Winston starting, yeah. um, especially at the, the way Ish Smith has played. Ish, Ish did play well. He's been playing pretty well since he came. But if you're all for developing, then sure, go ahead and let Cassius start. Um, Kispert starting, I'm fine with that too. He actually has started. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of games when when Brad was out that that Corey Kispert has started, um, but. Yeah, off the bench, it would be, you know, Anthony Gill. KCP would be the guy moved to the bench who has been starting for the majority of the year. So that's the that's the change in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Neto would be – he wouldn't start. He's been the starting point guard for ever since the trade has happened. Um, so, yeah, my, my starting five would probably be um, – if you really are about developing, then sure. Okay, go ahead, put Cashes in there. Corey Kesper let him start. Rui start. Kuz and Gaff. I guess. Yeah. I guess. I guess. I agree, I agree with Ben's. If if you're really about developing and just letting the guys play, you don't care about winning. Then sure. But if you really care about winning, then you probably let Ish start. Um, Rui, Kuz, Gaff, and uh, I would still have Corey Kispert over KCP, even if you are trying to win. Yeah, I think the. I say what I would start off with Rui on the bench come because of Kuz. You know, I'm starting Kuz 100%. And then mm-hmm. Denny, I would just put Denny at that three spot and go from there. I think it's crazy how at the beginning of the season, we just automatically assumed that when Rui came back, that he was going to take over the starting spot for Kuzma. But, I mean, now we're at a point where Kuzma's 100% guaranteed to be the starter at that fourth position. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how that turned out from the beginning of the season till now. Definitely, yeah. Um, Kuz is playing his butt off, man. He's averaging 16 points a game. I just pulled up. He's, he's averaging a good amount of rebounds, too. He's averaging uh, – I want to say he's averaging a career-high in rebounds, too. I just had his numbers up. He's averaging 16 points a game, 8.8 rebounds a game. He's almost averaging a double-double. That's ridiculous. Like, that's one thing I did not think he would do is average that many rebounds. And his assist numbers aren't bad either. He's averaging three assists a game. Um, but yeah, like I said, with that big man spot, Thomas Bryant would come off the bench as well. He wouldn't get he wouldn't get that much playing time. But yeah, Kuz Kuz just has to start whether you're developing or not, because Kuz not only is he a good, he's playing well, but as you saw in the Nets game, he was high five on Corey Kispert. We heard him mic'd up against the Bucks. He's encouraging the young guys. He's been a positive locker room guy, which 
the locker room has been toxic, but throughout the whole way, we haven't heard anything negative from Kyle Kuzma. So he's good for winning. He's not only good for winning, but he's been good for developing. He doesn't get in the way of the young guys, too, because I know a lot of people who watch the channel comment, they always talk about the older guys getting in the way of the development of the younger guys and people complaining. Kuz can play with the young guys. And he makes them better. So um, and Rui and there's a there's like numbers about Rui, Kuz and Denny playing together. I don't have the stat in front of me. It's like a plus minus, but they're plus minus together. Like really, really good. So, um, yeah, and you can mix it up, too. I mean, Wes Unsell Jr., he doesn't really mix his lineups up. But if they want to mix it up one day and just try things out and if he's really like Ben's saying, trying to develop guys and hey, I guess throwing Isaiah Todd, maybe like the last five games in a year, just see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, if you're all about development, and, and like seriously, then mm-hmm. young guys let the young guys play, man. But before we get to our next question, we do have a message from our friends over at Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, puffs included. 100% real chocolate, low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to Build.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Build Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint, brownie, coconut, coconut, almond, and the new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. The offer is to go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Once again, guys, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, Ed, what is our next question? Oh, yeah. One one last thing about lineups, too. It's Mm -hmm. not about who starts. It's about who finishes. Denny. The last three games, he's averaging 13 points a game, 10 boards a game, and two and a half assists and one steal. So, you know, you look at his minutes the, ever since the trade, uh, he got 31 minutes against Detroit, 32 minutes against the Pacers, 31 minutes against Brooklyn, and 28 minutes against Sacramento. He's gotten double digits in each game. So 
it's really about who finishes rather than who starts, of course. But um, as long as Denny gets 30 minutes a game, I think that's all that really, really matters. Mm-hmm. But um, our next question is about Porzingis. Uh, the own unknown ism on YouTube said, when is Porzingis going to play or do we sit him out for the foreseeable future and or tank for a potentially better draft pick? Well, they say he's going to be back after the All-Star break. I still would use him not too heavily because you don't want him to get hurt, you know, because we all know his health history and injury history. So in the season that's, you know, turning to developing guys and, you know, still trying to get to that playing spot if that occurs because they're right in the thick of that. I wouldn't push him too hard, you know, make sure you take care of him because next season is when you really want to try to go in. Personally, I'm all for trying to get the best draft pick, et cetera. But if you're winning games like how the Wizards won against the Nets, where a lot of the younger guys made big impacts, then I'm all for that as well because that's development right there. As far as KP, I wouldn't push him too hard. You know, obviously play him. I don't know about back-to-backs. You know, so we'll see. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on a minute minute restriction. I think what Dallas was doing with him was somewhat of a minute restriction. They try to keep him at 30 minutes or below. I'm not sure about how they handle the back-to-backs, you know, load management. You know, he's had he's got a bone bruise right now. He's at towards ACL a couple years ago, had uh, multiple lower um, body injuries. So it's tough with him, and there's a reason why they traded him. I, I think they traded him because of the injury history. You know, your best ability is your availability. So that's probably why they were so willing to, you know, trade him and a second-round pick for, you know, guys who are not great contracts for Bertans, who's on getting paid 15, 16 million for a year, uh, who just, you know, he shot one for seven the other day. But he had a good day and then shot one for seven the next day. Um, but, yeah, Porzingis, I don't think they're going to shut him down. Like 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 you said, D, they, we already heard the reports that Wes said he's going to play. We played the Spurs then the first game, which is Saturday night, I want to say. It's either Friday or Saturday. And um, there's a possibility that he'll play. That's what Wes Unseld said. Uh, we're not 100% on that. But um, as far as tanking for potentially better traffic, we, we had a we talked on we talked on here a couple of days ago, too, when we had um, Troy Halliburton on called the Tampa tank with the Raptors did. And um, we could do something similar to that. I don't I'm not going to say let's tank, but I would say that better lottery odds and draft position would highly, highly benefit this team. And, you know, if they do go out, like the Nets game, that was encouraging. That was fun to watch. So if these young guys go out there and win, I'm all for it. I'm not saying, hey, Rui, Kuz, and Denny and Kisper go out there and lose games. If they're going to play that hard and play that well as a team together, then sure, go ahead and win games. I, we all know if we get in the play on the playoffs, we'll probably get swept or a gentleman sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm not going to call it tanking. I'd rather – personally, I would try to get a better – get better draft position and let's see if we can get some of these top guys in the draft. It's a solid draft class. Um, but like, once again, I'm, I see both sides. I see both sides of the, of, of the, of the, uh, of the answer. Yeah. If I understand people wanting to fight, you know, and they don't want to just lose. I 100% mm-hmm. get that, but also get, if you're used to the wizards, just being middle of the pack, and literally right. like everything, and you want them to actually try to get a really good draft pick because we've seen it help teams that are good right now in the past. So I definitely get both sides of the coin. 
I think you definitely, you know, have to, as a front office, you have to either just 100% either have that mindset of you're going to compete or you're going to tank. And the Wizards typically have the mindset of we're going to try to compete and try to get in the play-in. So we'll see if that works out for them. It's tough. You know, the Hornets are losing right now. They've been losing. The Hawks, they're right there as well. So it'll be tough to get that playing spot. Yeah, those are great points. I mean, and you can, you know, we, we've gotten the ninth pick twice now. Mm-hmm. You know, Rui was the ninth pick. Danny was the ninth pick. Cork Kisper was the 15th pick. So you get good play, good players. I think those guys are good players. And, you know, it's not always about the number you draft. You know, sometimes guys can – you know, Tyrese Halliburton, he was with the 15th or 16th, 17th pick. Tyrese Maxey was like the 20th pick. So, you know, Giannis was like the – he was a late-round pick. Kawhi was a late-round pick. So there's always examples. Jokic was a second-round pick. There's always examples about guys who are later picks. But for the Wizards, like you said, you know, we've kind of been spinning our wheels on the treadmill, just kind of being in that same spot, basketball purgatory. We're getting good guys, but we're not getting top of the roster guys like – the top lottery picks like a job ja Morant or um, even those ions being hurt. We just haven't gotten those blue chip top guys, Cade Cunningham's of the world. And, you know, guys coming in like Evan Mobley, who was the third pick of the draft. He's coming in and just tore it up. Scotty Barnes was a top five pick. So, um, you know, let's say if we do luck up and get a top five pick, we're able to get one of these top five guys like a Jaden Ivy, Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. We just get lucky. And those guys can turn your franchise around where, you know, like we said before, we're not we're not a team that lands big name free agents. So you really have to build through the draft. You have to hit on your draft picks, especially paying Bradley Bill coming up next year, that big contract. There's not gonna be a lot of cap space to really add a guy unless we do a sign and trade like we just did with Dinwiddie. So the best route would be to get something similar to a luck up and get like a Scotty Barnes or Evan Mobley that could come in year one, play at a really, really good rookie level. And that could just push the team up to like a fourth or a fifth or, you know, sixth seed. That would be the best case scenario for the Wizards rather than getting another ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th pick of the draft. And we end up with a, with a good player, but not like a great player. So I, I think I think it would help out if we, we just, you know, got more of a sure thing at the top five pick. Yeah, I, I'm all for top five. Top five, top five. I've just watched Jaden <laughs> Ivey against the Rutgers, man. Yeah, oh, my it. goodness. He would be so... So lovely <laughs> for this Wizards team, man. I would love it. Mm. I think yeah, Jamar Smith. Smith had, Jamar Smith had 27 <laughs> points the other day. Yeah. I Hit mean, seven but, threes in the game. Seven. Yeah. I. He can think like that. I think it's the right way of thinking. Mm. But Wizards front office refused to think like that mm. for some odd reason. I, I, and I understand fans who are like, no, nah, you win, you win, you win game. But man, I'm I'm looking at next season. I, I want Jaden Ivy on my team that's trying to compete next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want Jabari Smith. You know, this season I know we're not going. If, even if we make it to the playoffs, it, it's going to be similar to the 76ers game, gentlemen sweep, mm-hmm. if not a sweep. I don't want that. I want a really good draft pick, and for my team to get a really good player, so we can do this thing next year. Because I know we're not doing nothing this year. I know we aren't. Right. But yeah, Ted says we'll never, ever tank. But it's, it's tough, too, because looking at the standings, too, I'm pulling up right now. You know, some these teams that are bad are bad. Like Orlando, they're 13-47. and 
Cole Anthony with the dunk contest. We'll probably end talking about the dunk contest. I know people are, you know, up in arms about it. Probably don't care at all. But Detroit, they're 13 and 45. Houston's 15 and 43. OKC, they're 18 and 40. The Pacers are 20 and 40. Sacramento's 22 and 38. New Orleans is 23 and 36. San Antonio's 23 and 36. The Knicks are 25 and 43. The Blazers are 25 and 43. And we're 27 and 31. So even though we're we don't have a great record, there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's eleven teams that have worse records than us. So it would be mm-hmm. very, very hard for us to even tank. Even if we did tank, we still probably would be like the tenth worst team. You, you That's have how to get bad lucky. these other teams are. Yeah, you have to get lucky like the Pelicans there was Zion. You, you right. just have to get lucky and hope somebody don't go somewhere. So you jump into the top four mm-hmm. or whatnot. You have to hope for one of those. Right. And we have the 27, you know, easiest for remaining schedule. So there's going to be other teams resting guys. You know, Denny and Kuz and Rui are going to have good nights like they did against the Nets and Kispert. And we're probably going to we're probably going to go five. We're probably going to win a good amount of games. Not enough to, like, make a run, but we'll probably win enough games to, like, put us, like, in that 10th, 12th, 13th spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we got one more question from you guys, and then we'll probably uh, recap the tongue contest, and we'll wrap it up, and then we have part two of the mailbag coming up tomorrow night, and then we're going to have Nick from Locked On Mask coming on just to give us some insight about uh, Chris Tapp's Porzingis. But before we do get to that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sporting bets, bet, sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline with a game start. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so our last question is about um, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, this is from Bar Zarouk. And then the unknown ends them. that was a good question uh, about the tank and the court porzing is going to play. But um, this is Bar Zarouk on YouTube. His first name is B-A-R, and then his last name is spelled Z-A-R-U-K. He says, does KCP over-dribbling and forcing shots ruin the beautiful ball-sharing game we see from the Wizards lately? Uh, KCP dribbling is a topic we've spoken on before. Uh, he, I don't like KCP dribbling. When he dribbles a lot, bad things happen. That's not really his game. <laughs> I would love for him to not dribble as much as he does, but it happens. That's just his role in the offense at times. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it ruins it because they they the team has still looked good since the trade deadline. They still look good, so I'm not going to say he's ruining ruining everything uh, because the ball's still moving. You know, it's, everything's still happening. It's just moments where it's like, all right, KCP, please. Oh no, it's <laughs> some of those moments. But I, I wouldn't say it's ruining anything. No, the team is still playing energized and playing well together and moving the ball offensively still. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, too. I think he's actually played better or pretty well. He's shooting 38% from the three-point line, which is uh, probably the best out of you know, the guys who shoot more than, like, two threes per game. Rui's shooting 46% from the three-point line, which is pretty – really, really high. I mean, it's crazy. He's shooting – he's only shooting two threes per game, but um, it's still pretty good. But KCP, yeah, he does. He can get a little out of control. Um you know, he's had some bloopers where, you know, he tried to dunk and the ball hit the backboard and he'll, mm-hmm. you know, fumble the ball and dribble it off his, you know, have a turnover here and there. Um, so, yeah, it's just not his game. He's more of a 3 and D guy. We just kind of want him to, you know, cut to the basket, shoot threes, play defense, and do that pretty well. Um, sometimes he will shoot that pull-up three. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little off. But it's been working. It worked for him in the in the Pacers game it worked even, even though we lost he he brought us back he was a huge yeah. part of that comeback against the Pacers so I'll give him credit for that um he's he's helped us out in a couple big games he has been clutch in some big some big games for us but there's been opportunity there's been some times where he yes he has been out of control mm-hmm. and has dribbled too much um taking the ball away from some of the young guys where something hey he could just give it up to a young guy he might get it back you know where before mm-hmm. where at the time where everybody was shooting with each other if you pass the ball to somebody you not you might not get it back before the trade deadline, so it's not the case here. So maybe he could just calm down a little bit with that. But I've been fine with him, honestly. I would I would put him my lineup. I would have him come off the bench. I still think he would still get good minutes for me. I still if, if he came off the bench, he's getting thirty minutes per game. I still I would give him like twenty five minutes per game. Um, but I still think he's good for the. I don't think he hurts the guy's development. I don't think he takes right. away. He's not that kind of player, but he does need to know his role. You're not going to go out there playing like, you know, Bradley Bill, you know, taking guys off the dribble one-on-one. We just need you to set up, knock down threes. Kind of like the Trevor Ariesel role. Spot mm-hmm. up, shoot threes, play tough, tough defense, pick somebody up for full court, you know, get a couple of steals. He, he comes out of nowhere, really. He does, he's really good with timing on his steals, so he does a good job of that. And just playing with energy. He had a nice block against the Pacers, too. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no problem with KCP playing right now. Maybe I would have him come off the bench. And that's the only change I would have with, with KCP right now. Yeah, only time I don't I have issues with like KCP in the game is like if it's a late game and like unless he's hot, then I get it. But if he's not and somebody like Rui's not in, but he could be in if KCP was on the bench. Those are the only things I don't I would say I have an issue with. Other than that, I, I think he's been all right. He's had his moments where we roll our eyes and it's like bruh, but I think for the most part he's been he's been all right. Definitely, yeah. So before we wrap up, any thoughts on the dunk contest? Terrible. That was <laughs> terrible. It was awful. I mean, no, no fifties. Like it was, it was god awful. It was really bad. Like yeah. I and I told you before we started. I know, I know we all like Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, twenty six. Ah, but even if you don't have that expectations, which you shouldn't, because like really great dunk contests like that come around here and there. Uh, this was still like terrible, regardless. Like it was, I'm about to say, bro, just hire some professional dunkers off TikTok mm-hmm. or something and, and run them out there. Cause that was awful, man. It really was. It was. Yeah. Get Gerald Green out there. I know he's 40 years old. He's playing in the G League <laughs> right now, but I'd rather see Gerald Green. Um, yeah, nobody's gonna talk what Aaron Gordon did jumping over the mascot, Zach Levine. They, that dunk contest was just that was the best dunk Legendary. contest. Legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole Anthony, he tried with the Tims, but it took him two years to get to dunk. I mean, Jalen Green, that was terrible. Um, they showed a video of Shaq's face during the dunk contest. Yes. I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like left, left during the middle of the dunk contest, so people were going home and leaving. 
during the dunk contest. So yeah, it was tough. I mean, Obi Top, he the first dunk was probably the best dunk of the whole mm-hmm. night, where he like jumped up and did it behind his back and dunked yeah. it. Um, so yeah, that was the only impressive dunk the yeah. whole time. So yeah, it's rough. I think the three point contest was better. The skills competition with the uh the, the Giannis and his brothers. Yeah, the Giannis um, uh Cavs and the Rooks. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, that, they, that was... they all can't shoot. So of course the Giannis team lost. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we're we're I'm gonna watch the All-Star game. The All-Star game is kind of like the Pro Bowl now where it's just scoring. Yeah. Like both mm-hmm. of them are just rough to watch. It's just a whole bunch. Of yeah, like the odds I believe are like the the over under is like three hundred and let me check mm-hmm. right now actually. Yeah, the for bet odds, online guys. Yeah, bet online. The odds on bet online are three hundred and twenty five and a half. Three hundred twenty five and a half on bet online. Those are the odds right now. So scoring, <laughs> pretty much. And actually, if you guys are interested. Team Durant is plus six, so they're the underdogs in this game. Right. Yeah, but um, we're going to watch the All-Star game. We'll probably talk a little bit about it tomorrow, um, and then we're going to finish up some of the mailbag questions we think you guys were submitting. So we have about five more that we'll probably get to tomorrow or sometime during the week. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe to Locked on Wizards on YouTube. Hit the notification bell and subscribe wherever you can get a podcast. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.